Welcome to the You and I podcast, a series where we share firsthand the experience of patients with overactive bladder, commonly known as OAB. This podcast is a series kindly supported by Astellas, and we are grateful to them for their generosity. In the series, we'll speak to a number of patients and to a patient organisation about various aspects of living with OAB. We will uncover what it was like to be diagnosed with OAB, how OAB impacted patients during the COVID-19 pandemic, and much, much more. We're hoping that this series will be informative to patients and the public alike and raise awareness about a condition that is steadily affecting more and more people. My name is Professor Marcus Drake, and I'm delighted to be talking to these brave patients willing to discuss their condition so that others can better understand OAB. The idea of coping with a condition touches on many different areas. It means something different to each patient. Today we're going to cover anxiety. We also want to go into the other burdens that OAB causes, like having to pass urine at night, strategies such as knowing where the nearest bathroom is, lifestyle modifications. In particular, this episode will touch upon OAB management during the COVID pandemic, which was a time when many needed to rethink how OAB affected their lives. Now, it's very nice to see Chris again. Chris, thank you very much for coming back. It's great to welcome you back again. Uh, Thank you for... um giving me the opportunity to uh, talk about this, Marcus. Well, perhaps we could get started with just getting you to describe at what point you felt you started to develop a coping strategy. I think it's um, it's a difficult question, really, because I, don't, I think, for me, um, coping strategy is an ongoing process. I think, you know, sometimes I do feel I can cope well with it and other times not so well. But, I, but you do develop sort of practical and mental strategies to manage and um, live with the issue. I think the key for me is probably sort of accepting and acknowledging that I do have a, you know, bladder that uh, can be a bit of an issue. And, and you know, there are practical aspects, uh, you know, knowing where the loo is or, and there's also the sort of mental aspect of accepting that the difficulties you struggle with, you know, it's not necessarily your fault and, you know, try to move away from the negative thoughts if something goes wrong but obviously you know this is all easier said than done so um but yeah it's 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 trying to find ways of dealing with it and you know getting on with your life really so that sort of breaks it up into two doesn't it you've got your mental aspects of this is what i've got to to live with but then you've also got the practical aspects. What am I going to do to lessen the impact on everyday life? So those are two rather different aspects that both could fall under the coping strategy umbrella, I think. No, I, I, absolutely. I, I think there's the sort of practical pr- um, strategies, and I've, I've sort of, I've, I've sort of described them as, you know, the minimising risk or you know preventative strategies. So you know things like going to loo before leaving the house or, um, you know, being conscious of what you, you've drunk or knowing where the loos are. And so if you need to dash, um, you know, also probably what I was listening to your bladder and just, just being aware, um, of the condition. But then again, there's also the, as you say, there's the sort of mental aspect that, 
dealing with this as a condition and knowing that, you know, what to do if the worst sort of happens and, and trying not to blame yourself and also having sort of strategies to put in place that if something does happen that, you know, you can minimise the problems. So, you know, maybe having a sort of clean-up kit with you or, or, or that sort of thing or, or, or just, just understanding that this is something that may happen and if it does, to try and find ways of managing it that, you know, doesn't mean, you know, you, you've got to go home or, you know, minimise it so you can get on with the rest of your day maybe. Absolutely. So would you say that, you know, getting a medical diagnosis, was that uh, relevant to your coping strategies? Were you learning your coping before that or did the diagnosis help? Um, for me, my diagnosis of OAB took quite a while because I had um, a urodynamics done initially and it didn't actually come up with that I had an overactive bladder. And initially my journey was sort of bedwetting initially and then I had occasional day incidents and then it became more common for me as having an um, incidents in the day. So for me, I actually didn't get my diagnosis to quite later on. I mean, it was quite, I felt validated that finally, you know, my, my yes, you've got a screamingly overactive bladder, no wonder you struggle. There was a sort of vindication of that, you know, almost like it's not my fault. There's a, there's a medical, you know, there's a medical issue behind it. But at the same time, I'd still had to live many years with dealing with this and, I'd had to develop strategies long before the actual diagnosis, but it, I think it was quite, it was a recognition, I was particularly when I'd had a previous test and it had come back that my bladder appeared normal, but I understand that, that that's not an uncommon um, issue that some people, you know, many people ha will have a test and it comes across that your bladder is actually okay when it possibly isn't and there are limits to the test itself. But for me, it's, I learned coping strategies because you know, I, I, you know, I've still got to go to work. I've still got to, you know, go stay away or go on holiday. So you know, you, you still learn strategies way before. And, and there were periods when I dipped in and out of medical assistance with this because you know it's an embarrassing issue. Initially, I went to the GP, referred to continence service, and then I eventually referred to a urologist. And you know, I sort of dipped in and out over the years. Yeah, it's 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 a sort of long process, but I I learnt coping strategies before I, I got the, the the diagnosis. But it was quite useful to have that diagnosis um, in terms of sort of validating it as an issue, and also sort of I think there's a lot of you, you tend to blame yourself, you know, or maybe if I you know not held on for so long, or maybe if I hadn't had that you know extra drink or something, you you, you know, there's a lot of unfairly blaming yourself sometimes with, with, with the condition of, in my circumstance anyway. And I think to sort of have a diagnosis is that, well, okay, you know, you've got this problem and, uh, you know, maybe when this does happen, it's not, you know, it's, this is a problem you have to sort of live with. So, yeah. Well, I guess the, the business of the diagnosis, not necessarily pinning it down to begin with, is the fact that your bladder isn't always going to be behaving in exactly the same way. It varies, doesn't it, the, the severity of symptoms? And if it doesn't do its naughty behaviour at the precise moment of the test, then the test won't show it. 
No, no, and I think also, I mean, the test in the fact you're quite anxious anyway, so it's sort of like having a shy bladder anyway. I think you can have maybe a little bit of both, even if you have got an overactive bladder, you, 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 you know, and in that, in that environment, um, you, you, you know, you can go the other way. So, um, yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's trying to get a snapshot at the time of, of an um, bladder reacting badly and it you know as you say it at that precise moment it might not be reacting in that way so yeah absolutely and a good unit should recognize that i i think so the perhaps perhaps a key thing is to to see what you feel is the best you know the, the priorities that you would give to effective coping mechanisms do you have a an opinion on that um i think being prepared um i think also the my you know realizing that it isn't your fault realizing that um it's an issue that you know i tend to plan for the worst and then at least if you've got a plan for if you do have an accident or something you know maybe wearing a um you know pad or just being conscious of access to toilets or having it you know i Everyone, I've, I've gone to conferences and met other people with overactive bladder, and it's quite interesting how everyone has like a rucksack or something. And we're all the same. We've got like, you know, spare pad, maybe spare clothes. And, you know, if you've got it, you won't need it. But if you haven't got it, you may need it sort of thing. And there is that sort of reassurance that uh, you've got a backup or, you know, or telling people that you have this issue so that if something does happen, that, you know, you don't have to go through the rigmarole of explaining that I have this problem or, you know, I'm desperate for the loo. And it's just about putting things in place that being aware that the worst may happen, but then putting something in place that gives you that thing that there is a get out. It's not the end of the world. It's not going to ruin your day. And there are things that you can do that can minimize either the risk of it happening or if the worst does happen to make the actual incident itself as sort of manageable as possible so you can still just you know get on with it and then with um, all this upheaval of an awful pandemic affecting the entire world i mean did that actually have a substantial impact on you how how did you find living with oab in that circumstance um initially yeah i mean my wife was out she was she works in medical health anyway so she was out um going to work daily and i initially it was pretty you know obviously i I work from home anyway but it was still quite a shock to the system and i i I did you know that the whole thing around toilet roll hoarding was quite an interesting (laughs) um thing you know people you realize what people are value and and and, you know hygiene and I, i did panic um initially that maybe my i i'm lucky i get pads supplied through the nhs and i was worried maybe there'd be an issue with that i i also buy other bits and bobs like wipes and things and you know to go to the local uh, pharmacy and realize they were rationing things and you, you know the tendency is to want to have stuff at home and and so that that you know, you're not going to run out of supplies because, you know, if I haven't got a, I, I would feel extremely anxious, extremely fearful if I went out without having some sort of pad or backup or, you know, a 
bag and sheath or, or, or something that or, or having the ability to clean myself up or you know even things like plastic bags and things like that and and also you know I had appointments um that I was due to have a continence appointment that was cancelled I was in the process of having some treatment for my bladder and all of a sudden that was thrown up in the air and there was no um uh, that was all put on hold and and it's also quite for me, you know, being able to get on with my life and get out the house is important because the tendency with this is it's too easy just to hide away with this condition. So for me, you know, going out daily, you know, you're making a small win by just going out the house. OK, you might get anxious, but you, the more you do it, the more you realise that actually, you know, the, the world's not really not that scary a place and you can get on with it. And I think the fact that we were then being forced to be in and then you know I've talked to other people with other medical conditions and you know you, you tend to dwell if you're on your own like I was while my wife was at work and while my, my son uh, ended up going to um, uh, the uh, sort of key worker school for a bit you, you, you know you're left with your own thoughts at home and 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 I know other people with other conditions and you know your mental health you, you, you get to dwell on it and not seeing people, not interacting with people, you know, you, you know, we've, we've seen the damage that that's done. And I think with overactive bladder, it's almost sort of extra on top of that because going out and about and managing it is part of the way you deal with it. And if you're then at home, I mean, there's a bonus side, you know, you're always by the loo when you're at home. So, you know, at the same time, like, you know, we're, we're humans, we like social interaction and I'm the same as anyone else. And, you know, your bladder gets in the way, but I try and minimise it. So, yeah, it, yeah, COVID was added anxiety. And, and I know you'll back me up on this. Anxiety makes your overactive bladder much worse. And, you know, everyone that's got an exam or something, you know, get a strong urge for a pee or something. So anxiety, if you've got general anxiety with things like COVID, um, you know, it all adds to it. It all adds to the fear and then, you know, then you're more likely to want to pee or get desperate and, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies. So it's, um, yeah, it has been difficult. So how are you going to rethink your coping as, as we head to a less restricted COVID situation? I mean, there's certainly, I was, I was thinking about this and I know I've, I've um, there's been quite a lot of stuff in the news about, you know, public toilets being closed or, you know, pub loos not being open. And it's, and also, you know, if you're at home all the time, there is that, oh, you know, I'm just by the loo. So you've got to relearn that, oh gosh, I might not be by a loo. You know, what, what I'm going to do then? You know, it's just, you know, it's like relearning things. It's, it's, you know, going into a supermarket or a shop, you know, you know, wearing a mask or something, it, it, it's a different world and you just got to learn again. And, you know, you know, going up to London or going to a conference or concert or something, it, it's just, you're almost like relearning things that you just took for granted. So it's, you know, things like maybe, you know, if, if there are going to be longer queues for the loo or the, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, if they're going to be cleaning the toilets more often, then, you know, maybe you'll find a loo that's closed or something. So you've got to sort of think about strategies around that. And, and you know, the fact that, you know, you may be worried about loo using a public loo. So, you know, you, you, you might have to sort of consider, you know, you, you know, other strategies or ways of managing it. 
Well, it, it's been fantastic, Chris. I've, I've really appreciated your honesty and your clarity and your ability really to communicate. Life is, is still life, despite the OAB. And I think that's incredibly important. And you can still do much of what you would wish to do. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, I, I definitely say that. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a pain, but, you know, it shouldn't mean that, you know, you can't get on with life. And, you know, I'm, I'm married. I've got, I've got a son and I work and I've got friends and I go out still. And it's, you know, yeah, it's yeah, it's not all doom and gloom and you, you can get on with it and you can manage it. And um, it's just it's sort of about minimizing uh, the risks of um, issues and sort of trying to be positive but you know it's, it's not easy it's, it's, it's not easy and I, I wouldn't pretend to say it was but um you can live with it and you can lead a good life so yeah absolutely so it's sincere greatly appreciated thanks to you chris and thanks also to our listeners for listening to this episode of the you and i podcast we've really appreciated chris's input here so whether you're a doctor or a patient or somebody who's keen to learn more about oab I do hope you found this informative. Do please tune in next time where we'll be exploring more about OAB and please subscribe to the podcast to be notified about new episodes.